Thank you for downloading this weekend sermon from Bangalore Revival Center. Our desire is to see you grow in your love and pursuit of God, causing you to become a channel of His love and grace to the people around you. Now let's listen to the Word of God. Can we can we move to the scriptures? I've been really like praying and finding out, Lord, what is it on your heart that that you want to share with the church? And uh, this this topic of the story of Noah has been very very uh, significant, outstanding. Uh, in in this season, and if you've heard today morning's podcast, all it was it was about the the life of Noah. So, I just want to read a few scriptures for you and and take you through the word for today. So, if you can turn with me to Genesis chapter five, verse twenty nine, it talks about the birth of Noah and how Noah got his name. It says, "When Lamech had lived one in one eighty two years, he fathered a son." And verse twenty nine it says, "And called." his name noah saying out of the ground that the lord has cursed this one shall bring us relief from our work and from the painful toil of our hands this is noah this is noah and this is the noah that is responsible for all of us this is the guy who was chosen by god to maintain um the essence of humanity the, to maintain the the essence of mankind on the planet earth because when god made man man went weird man went astray and sin was abounding and god had to destroy the the creation of you know whatever he had created was so corrupted was so it 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 fell into the hands of the enemy and something had happened that had taken man away from god and sin abounded so much that god said i cannot do with this creation anymore and i have to wipe it out but but noah found favor in the eyes of god it says noah found favor in the eyes of god and so god decided to to bring a new beginning to mankind through noah so automatically the question goes what was it in noah that god found so beautiful that he f- had favor in the eyes of god what was it in noah that god wanted to preserve what was what was it in noah that he wanted to spread through into the mankind that was coming uh, you know in the future days to come so what was it so what was it it's a question I know Sunday mornings everybody's like dozing off because it's Sunday morning and you had a hard week. Saturday nights you can't be dozing off, right? Yeah. So obedience. Now this is something that you have to understand. Noah was given the name Noah by his father the time he was born, and the name was prophetic because it said that out out of this this man shall bring us relief from the curse. that is on the ground and it was given this prophecy was given or this name was given to the child the moment he was born so how do you know this guy is going to be obedient how do you know that this guy is going to be in the hands of god how do you know that this guy is going to follow the will of god how do you know we don't actually so let's go back to 
the life of Noah or, or to the genealogy of Noah. You know, if you go back into the genealogy of Noah, you will trace him back to, you know, Lamech and Methuselah and Methuselah's father was Enoch and then Enoch had a father and he had a father and finally you will reach Adam. Okay? Adam. Adam was the beginning of Noah. But you should understand that when you write a genealogy, you take the firstborn son. But in Noah's genealogy, it was Sheth. It was Sheth through whom Noah came. Where is Abel and where is Cain? Abel, as you know, has been destroyed by Cain, his brother. And Cain, Cain, the guy, well, we know what happened to him, right? Cain was someone who, let's say, you know, like kind of rebelled against God, rebelled against his own family. He did not like, he was jealous. He did not like the fact that God had accepted Abel and Abel's offering and rejected Cain and Cain's offering. No, we, we sometimes come into this uh, uh, ideology or thinking that uh, it was the offering that made a difference to God's heart. It was not the offering that made a difference to God's heart. It was the person. Because the Bible clearly mentions God accepted Abel and Abel's offering but rejected Cain and Cain's offering. Yeah? And you will see that Cain, he was... He goes on to murder Abel out of his jealousy and then God asks him, where is your brother? And he says, uh, what do you think, am I my brother's keeper? No, it's like direct rebellion against not just human beings but right on to God. And then God banishes him out of his presence. Let's go to that verse because this is where the essence of what we're going to talk about lies. It says, uh, Genesis chapter 4, verse 11 and 12, it says, Now you are cursed from the ground, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood. When you work the ground, it shall no longer yield to you its strength. God sent him off with a curse. And when Noah is born, this is the curse that was revoked by the birth of Noah and by the flood that came. Because when Adam committed a sin, there was a curse on all of humanity. That did not get revoked when Noah was born. That came later, that came with the second Adam, who fulfilled all the laws and who, who purchased and who revoked the curse that was falling on Adam. But here was Cain who had brought upon a curse on the ground and on himself. And verse 16, it says, Then Cain went away from the presence of the Lord and settled in the land of Nod, east of Eden. <clears throat> Can you read that again? He left the Lord's presence. He left the Lord's presence and settled in the land of Nod. Now, N-O-D, that word means wandering. 
How can you settle in something that, where you're wandering? You're really not settling. You're still wandering. You're still finding a place. You're still finding your ground. You are wandering and that comes because you are away from the presence of the Lord. And that is Cain for you. And then there is the, you know, Genesis 4, it begins with the birth of Cain and Abel and it ends with the birth of Sheth because something, got, something had started with, with the birth of Cain and Abel but it got corrupted along the way in Genesis chapter 4. And therefore, there was a rewriting of the same story in Genesis chapter 4 in the last verses with the birth of Sheth. If there's any of you who thinks that your story is ended before it began, here is good news for you. If there is an, a cane that has destroyed your Abel, God is bringing a Sheth into your life. Because he does not believe in plan B. He only makes plan A better. How many of you are receiving that? He does not, he does not rewrite your story because whatever story he has written, nothing can corrupt it. Amen. Nothing can bring it to nullification. There is a destiny, there is a story, there is an ending to what God has started in you. And he is the one who is faithful to finish what he began. Because the Bible says, he who began a good work in you. Not just any work, it's a good work. He who began a good work in you will be faithful to bring it to completion. Nothing and nobody can 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 move even a milestone, uh, uh, you know, he cannot even move one stone away from, from bringing you to your destiny and bringing you to your target, yeah? Come on guys, I thought you'll be more excited. It says in, in Genesis chapter 4 verse 25, Adam knew his wife again and she bore a son and called his name Sheth for she said, God has appointed for me another offspring instead of Abel for Cain killed him. Now, the meaning of the word sheth is substitute. It means a compensation. It means a compensation or a substitute. And you should understand, this guy sheth, there's nothing much spectacular about him, but there is, there, you know, the, when the Bible writes or records something, the Bible adds a lot of flavor to him. And there's a lot of, you know, it's, there's a lot to understand about him. And if you understood that, then I think you've understood almost everything. So, um, it says in, okay, let's go to Genesis chapter 5 because this is one chapter that has some crazy revelations for you, yeah? So, Genesis chapter 5, in the first verse, Genesis chapter 5, in the first verse, it says, when God created man, now this is common knowledge, right? When God created man, he created him in his own image. When God created man, he created man in his own image, in his own likeness. Yeah? And he called him, he called them Adam. When God created man, God created man in his own likeness and image. And gave the name Adam. Now, come to verse 3. What does it say? What was that about? What was that about? 
when god made man or when god made adam he made adam in his own image when adam had a son sheth that guy was like the image of his father why did the bible not write the same thing about cain is something that you should understand here when the bible records the birth or the story of sheth it says that when sheth was born or when when sheth you know when sheth lived he lived in the image of his father adam like how adam was the image of god but the same thing is not written about cain and that is why the story of noah makes a a whole lot of sense because there was something that god was passing from adam to sheth to the descendants of sheth right to noah to carry to be carried on when the world is destroyed because there was something in sheth and in his in his lineage till noah that nobody else had because if you see that time the time when noah is still alive and when his father is still alive and when methuselah is still alive there are other people on earth and and if you go by the bible they will be cain's descendants so cain and his descendants are there in the world then there are these nephilims that the bible talks about okay the 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 offsprings of giants or the offspring of sorry not offspring of giants offspring of man and angel union those are the giants that are there on earth okay so there there are the nephilims there are the descendants of cain and then there are the descendants of sheth and there is something very peculiar and something very particular about noah that he has inherited from sheth do you want to know what that is do you want to know what that is one is the simple fact that he is in the image of adam like how adam is in the image of god he is the likeness of adam like how adam is the likeness of god why is cain not in the likeness of god because as we read in genesis chapter 4 he what was that he left he went away he left the presence of god now you should understand one thing when adam was blessed in genesis chapter 1 you know adam and eve they were they were um brought together god created adam and eve they were they they were introduced to each other and god said multiply be fruitful subdue the earth have dominion yeah when you multiply you of course will have something of your own likeness right is that scientific knowledge is it like jiggery piggery hocus pocus no right when you have your own children they 50% resemble you at least so when adam had cain i am sure that he was also in the likeness of adam who is in the likeness of god 
which means to say that you are always made in the image of god or made in the likeness of god but preserving that likeness falls on us you are made in the image of god but preserving that image taking care of that image holding on to that image is your job something that cain did not have but sheth had and do you want proof of how sheth had that quality of preserving god it's it's in it's in genesis chapter 4 the last verse where you find sheth it says to sheth also was born a son and he called his name enosh at that time at that time people first people first people first began to worship the lord there was worship happening in the garden of eden and then that they got cut off from eden right and then there was adam and eve i i don't know what happened at that time that they did not pass on this principle of worshiping god to his to their son cain i don't know what happened i i i don't know what happened in the garden of eden but for the bible to note that it was only after sheth had a son that the people began to first worship the lord by calling upon his name there there has to be something behind that right sheth the guy when he became a father that is when the time was ready and prepared to worship god by calling his name what could be the name of god that they would be calling out yahweh you know you should understand that nothing nothing that is that god orchestrates he orchestrates because he just feels like it it's not random you know it it it's all orchestrated because there is some deeper revelation there's some deeper meaning to it now here it says that set when he had a son when he had a son the people began to worship the lord by his name and i believe that they began to identify god as a father at that time i believe i'm i mean it it may be open for contest but i believe that there was something about sheth that when he had a son he began to relate to god as his father because now he had a son and you will see that in genesis chapter 5 it it begins by saying that god made man in his own image adam made sheth or adam begat sheth in his own image and likeness and then you will see the word fathered so sheth fathered enosh okay then enosh fathered kenan and when kenan was 70 years old he fathered 
Mahalalel. And you will see this, this word called fathered. Mahalalel fathered Jared. Jared fathered Enoch. Enoch fathered Methuselah. Methuselah fathered Lamech. Lamech fathered Noah. There was an essence that they were carrying. It was not just to multiply, it was to father. It was to be a father. Are you understanding? Are you, are you, are you connecting some bits of it? This is the thing. When Cain had children, I'm not sure how much of fathering got transferred because in Cain's story, when, when you see um, <clears throat> Cain, um, when you see Cain's life or when you see Cain's uh, descendants, you will see this particular example of Lamech. There's another guy called Lamech. Okay, he goes and murders someone and he says, if Cain murdered, if Cain's um, uh, revenge is sevenfold, my revenge is seventy-sevenfold. What got transferred was not, was not fathering. It was aggression. It was violence. It was something that Cain had produced in him that got multiplied over the generations. Because now you see that the world is full of sin. The world is full of violence. The world is full of filth that God is bent on destroying this kind of a world. And that was what got carried on by Cain. Cain, it says uh, in, in verse 23, I have killed a man for wounding me. Which means there was somebody else who was ready to wound him in the first place. He killed a man for wounding him. And if Cain's revenge is sevenfold, my revenge will be seventy-sevenfold. It has increased the violence and the chaos and the, and the confusion and whatever was not supposed to be fathered into a generation has been transferred time and again in Cain's lineage. But you will not see that in Noah or in Sheth's lineage. Sheth transferred something that was worship. He transferred in him the image and the likeness and the identity that he had received from his father Adam. And that was communion with God. That was worship. That was identifying himself as a father. They not just had children, they fathered their children. And I just want to tell you that this church is like Noah. You know why? Because even before this church was born, this church was called out. This church is not living by its activities. This church is living by a promise. I was so touched when, you know, our worship leader, he's, he spoke about the promises made over the church. He is a faithful God. He is a faithful God. All his promises over our church are yes and amen. We are called even before this church was formed and this church was born. Noah didn't do anything to deserve that favor. He just had something in him that got passed on by his forefathers. All that he had to do was retain it. 
you know when when if you've ever had the privilege of owning a family you know their heirloom like a sari or a, or a, a jewelry or a house or something that's ancestral property you know it's super old it could be anything right a car a vintage car what what could it be come on tell me something white hair tiara oh tiara oh yeah you can you should see these uh, you know the 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 queens or the like the the queen of england she's got something that that is so old but has been handed down over generations how much do you value something like that how much do you value something like that do you just put it in a box and keep it away it's priceless it's priceless yeah and if it is given to you you make sure that you own it first and then you maintain it you preserve it and you guard it with your whole heart and this church is like noah i know it's very it's very abstract because you are trying to compare a man with a church but the church is not a lifeless building the church is us when we come together that is the church and i want to tell you that if you are a noah in this generation you have something to preserve on to the next generation and that is the image and the likeness of god the image and likeness you have to preserve god that is the family heirloom that you have received from your forefathers from your spiritual fathers and when you come into uh, you know when you submit yourself to the headship of this church you are inheriting everything that the head has inherited from his father and if you are a noah called to forewarn this generation of the calamity that is coming you make sure that you have a firm stead you have a steady footing on jesus who's the rock i i just want you to go back to your the 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 fivefold vision of the church it's to celebrate god in worship that's to pursue god in prayer to present god in evangelism imitate god in discipleship and to host god in revival because we are a church that is from god and to god and 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 we've been placed in this in this city we've been placed in in this generation in this time frame in this 2018 ad we have been placed here because we have a job to do just like how noah had to do but noah never questioned but noah never doubted all that noah did was just keep going he just kept going he he didn't he didn't have the place to to ask doubts or clarify doubts because he knew if god is in it 
then god will bring it to completion if god has started a good work in the church god will see to it that it is brought to completion and so no weapon formed against this church no weapon formed against you or your life to bring you to even being a second grade will see to pass you are called to be not the tail but the head and you as a church need to understand your place and your identity in the eyes of god and god is sending you out you know it's good to receive but it is even greater to give whatever you receive freely you receive freely you give and and that is the church that god is looking at in brc in this church hall in all of you if you can imitate god and if you can represent god and if you can host god and if you can celebrate god and if you can make your life from god and to god here's the thing i'll just i'll just leave you with this one last thought when um, you know it says that that uh, man was made in the in the image of god the word image okay now i just i just started owning a bible that has got hebrew root words and it and it translates into english okay so the hebrew root word of the of the word image in hebrew is selem okay and selem means a shade or a shadow the image means a shadow when you're made in the image of god you are a tell me something does your shadow really exist does the shadow exist or do you exist and the shadow just just copies you you exist the shadow is just like it's just a reflection and when you're made in the image of god what happens do you exist Uh, you know when you are made in the image of god you no longer exist but god exists through you amen and i just want to pray that i just really believe that we as a church we will be like a shadow we'll just be a shade we'll just be an idol not not the idol that you worship but you know the idol the idol is nothing when you when you make an idol or when you when you make something an idol you worship you you you're looking at something that just reminds you of a bigger picture right of a bigger person if you keep a picture of someone in your uh, in your wall on your wall what happens that is not the real person it's just a representation of what you are not seeing and you are that you are just a shadow you are made in the image and likeness of god and that's who you are and if and if you are ready to be a zero to be non existent to yourself but say god you be the the source you be the light you be the you be the one in whose image i am going to follow you make me like that we hope you were refreshed and strengthened by the word of god 
If you want to know more about God or have a question you would like to ask or even a prayer request you would like to share, do connect with us at dreamingrevival.com. Be our guest for one of our services here at Bangalore Revival Center on Saturdays at 7 p.m. or Sundays at 11 a.m.